Survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leash been to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes, episode number 136, a very special edition. We're coming at you live from the fan zone here at the President's Cup down in Black Rock in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne, joined by Mike Clayton. G'day, Clates. Hazy. And Martin Blake. Blakey, welcome. Hello, Hazy. There's some pretty happy fans just out the front here, aren't they? Anyone supporting black, sporting black and red out there with the international team would be cock-a-hoop, I'd imagine. What a day for the international team. Yeah. Look, wow, wow is all I can say. I, I would never have forecast that, a 4-1 lead. That's unprecedented in the history of the President's Cup on the, on the international side. They've never, they've never had a day like that. So the last time the international team led after day one was 2005 when they were three and a half, two and a half up in a different format with, only, with six, teams, six uh, matches on course. So it's been 14 clear years since we've had this sort of position, and this is way better than that that ever was. Clates, you just had something amazing on your screen uh, a second ago. Um, this is a really statistically strong position that we found ourselves in. Ourselves. No well, team. I'm, I'm, I'm totally ourselves. biased this week. If you're listening to this and you're American, you can bugger off. <laughs> no, no team has ever lost a President's Cup or Ryder Cup when leading by three-plus points after the opening session. Ooh, wow. It's expensive. I, I don't so think, it's always the first time. <laughs> I don't think it's a winning lead, but it's no, a good it's lead. Not, it's not. I don't mean, no offence to the Americans. I love them coming out here, and but I, I'm, real, I'm obviously going to be pro-international this week. So this what, is what, the first what, of our four, I should start, Blakey, this is the yeah. first of our four podcasts from uh, from down here at Royal Melbourne this week. We're out in the fan zone if you want to pop along and say good day and stick your head in. That's awesome. Um, we'll do this every night immediately after play. And we'll try and bring you the latest and greatest. It's a bit of a time crunch for us, so we apologise. We haven't got many uh, guests from over on the course, but uh, I'm sure that Clates and Blakey can entertain you. So what does it mean, Clates, a 4-1 lead? It seems to me that it's guaranteed to be a competitive event. Yeah, you would think. Because even if they dominate tomorrow, if the Americans dominate tomorrow, they're only going to get back to maybe square. So it means tomorrow is really important. I mean, every day is important, but Mm. if they can whack them again tomorrow... Yeah. But you know, the way these things go is that the other team comes back on the second day and evens it up a little yeah. bit. And you know, in theory, not in practice, the Americans aren't as good at forcing because they never play it. But for a whole lot of... I can guarantee you Sung Jae-im and Ben Ahn and C.T. Pan haven't played too much foursomes golf. <laughs> <laughs> so, or Joachim Nimmin. Well, let's run down the leaderboard here today and we'll, re- we'll get our thoughts on the different matters and the different players. But for, for the time being, the first match out on course today was arguably the big one with uh, the big cat, Tiger Woods, back on Australian soil for the first time in eight years in, uh, in tournament play. Uh, he was epic. 
Tiger Woods today. Four and three. He and Justin Thomas over Joaquin Neiman and Mark Leishman. And right from the start, uh, Tiger looked awesome. And they finished that hole up, or finished that match up on the 15th with a four and three win with Tiger's sixth birdie. We'll come back to that in a minute. But it was a pretty strong statement early by Tiger. And you just, you, you thought early, uh, he's going to lead the lead them away here. I did. When I was out there watching him, I just thought this is going to be another procession for Tiger. His but first then, wedge was to uh, how far? First hole was kind of ominous. About a foot or two It was con- into concession range. He didn't yeah. have to putt it. So. Neiman hit it in the left rough and hit it onto the next tee, which was inevitable. Policeman <laughs> pitched it 20 feet short and missed it, and Tiger tapped it in one down. John Huggin kind of looked at me and said, nah, it's all over it. And I said, well, it's a bit early now, Huggy, but, you know, it was a... Oh, I'm going to start. It was. And tough he, tough and he, for Mark Leishman and, and Neiman, wasn't it? It was. Then Leish's two iron collapsed on the on the practice range. Did you know that? Yeah. The did, base yeah. of it kind of collapsed. We went out to the to try and watch some golf. We went to the sixth tee and he pulls this torn out of his bag and yeah. hit this thing. Yeah. So he, but, um, we got to the sixth tee. Oh, he didn't know until well, then. We were with Hannah Green, Suo, Jared Felton. Curse Luck, was he there? Curse Luck wasn't quite there at that point. So we're seeing that we've got a perfect view before they even get to the tee on the previous hole of part three. Perfect view. We're going to watch Tiger play the 10th West, 6th hole. By the time they got there, we couldn't see a thing. Yeah, wow. People came onto the tee and cameramen. Is that right? Oh, just awesome. Really? Crowd. Awesome crowds. And no one, <laughs> what was in his no one had a clue who Hannah Green was. Is that right? If Ash Barty had gone there, more people would have recognised yeah. the tennis pro at a golf tournament than a kid who won a major championship this year, which is but, fine. I'm sure she's very happy. People are not annoying her. But it's instructive that you come to a tournament like this and Hannah Green could stand there for 20 minutes and not one person recognised her. I sat next to her in the um, grandstand for the opening ceremony this morning. No one said a yeah. boo to her. It was quite remarkable. Yeah. Which well, is kind of nice. As I always say, that's our job to fix that because, um, you know, we need to be better. That's true. Uh, so I just before we move down the, the batting order, Blakey, I, I, Tiger Woods today, just before that hole, Clates actually, so on the normal, I'm losing a hole, seven, seven west, so it's the fifth. Um, he missed the green to the right and it ran down between the back right and the centre right bunker to yeah. a short-sided right mm. pin there and just bumped it up the hill and straight in and then gave the sort of Jordan Spee-style go get that with a finger to Justin Thomas, told him to go and get it out of the hole. Not sure many people could do that to nah. Justin Thomas, the world number four, but Tiger, was right. Tiger can. Going back to our previous point, it probably begs the next question that Hannah Green actually probably should have been on the tee playing, not watching. But anyway, that's a different <laughs> subject. That's true too. Yeah. It's the creativity of Woods and the fact that he's in the in his element in the, yeah. these type of conditions. Because it looked like he, he kind of hit a straight-faced club and deliberately bumped it in low into the bank his, to his, take the heat off. His vision is... Yeah, Sevy-like, isn't it? Yeah. European. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Go back to your point. If you want to get Hannah Green better, now and get her playing in this tournament. Yeah, um, and that's the last thing we'll say about today. But women yep. playing the today but because they, this is actually what they needed. Oh, it's totally what they needed. So that, then, at that stage, we were all sort of fearful that uh, the Americans had run away, as they have for many of the recent editions of this great tournament. But geez, the international boys dug deep, and at the bottom of the batting order was the one that came up first for us. I'm just going to keep saying us. Louis Oosthuizen and Abraham Anser. Um, I looked at this match and this was the one that I had the, I was drawn to most, Blakey, visually before the when the draw was done yesterday against Gary Woodland and Dustin Johnson. 
Um, it's an epic match, really. You would have marked it as an American win, wouldn't you? You definitely would have marked it. Because Johnson cancels out Oosthuis and Woodland's probably a more accomplished player than Answer. So, yeah. yeah. And but, as, as Clates wrote a great piece, um, I want to ask you about that a bit later, Clates, about your thoughts on Noel Oosthuis and being in Australia and where he ranks with the great visitors. But he's done something pretty special with Answer today. Uh, four and three, they pumped... The long-time world number one, Dustin Johnson, and the U.S. Open reigning U.S. Open champion, Gary Willen, four and three. And it sort of set the tone for the middle three matches that were uh, largely speaking in the international team's favour all day, but just coming back a little bit closer at that point. And I think when they wrapped that match up, it was probably then, Blakey, that the international team in the middle, the, the other three matches sort of kicked clear. Well, Clates, either. Well, but they were... They were up all day, weren't they? All four matches were pretty so, much up all day. So they won, they won four holes in a row from two to two, three, four, five. So Louis, Louis hot early, and then uh, Answer got going. So ham and eggs, perfect ham and eggs. So, you know, um, and Dustin, Dustin pumped it through the back of the first green. I mean, you know, they had the power, but it's not, not what it's all about. It's I mean, power, number 11 is a classic example today. Dustin pumps it onto the green. Uh, he's, well, I don't know whether anyone else hit it on the green there today, but, you know, you've got to come in on a certain angle. I mean, it's um, it's, a, it's reachable, obviously, but it's back into the wind today and, and you have to come kind of in from the left. Uh, he funnels it into the green to about, I'm going to say, 10 feet and three putts. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's right. It's not a power course. So let's go through the rest of the results. Um, the next match in for the international team uh, was Adam Scott and Ben Arn, who beat... Tony Finau and Bryson DeChambeau, two and one. The match, Sungjae Im and Adam Hadwin against Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shawflay. That was the one that we didn't lead the whole way, but we never were behind on, on the back nine, really, when it was in trouble. Um, some great, solid golf. Sungjae Im um, is going to be a real fan favourite if he keeps playing like that. Um, and Adam Hadwin was brilliant with the putter at times today. Yeah, Absolutely. Kind of a, a little like Tiger made that statement at the first hole. Um, Sung Cantlay stiffed it at the first. Cantlay. He took a foot. Gimme three and Sung Jae-im just bumped it in from 40 yards. What Two. A, what a so that was a kind of him. a huggy call. Well, maybe it's not over yet. Yeah. So that was a you know, that was a great Did start. Did you sense the Australian crowd getting right around Sung Jae? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, a little, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a match I watched much of, but I think the crowd, as the week goes on, the I mean, I've been to U.S. Opens at, in New York, where that's a much different golf crowd than we have here. They, they feel like they've got the right to yell out whatever they want, whenever they want. And Australian golf crowds are quieter and much more respectful, much more traditional kind of crowds that just, you know, well, it was you, Hazy. Some guy yelled out, get in the hole, and you gave it the shut up, mate, which is kind of, you know, we don't need that. Oh, just we, yeah, yeah. we so, so don't need that. you know, if Patrick Reed had come to a different environment, it could have been a brutal day for him. When they gave him some, it was kind of good name, but get in the bunker. You know, they gave him it to him a little bit. But First tee, bloke yells out, get in the bunker, because yeah. uh, for those people at home who don't know the course, it's, it's a drivable drivable par four, and it goes up over a hill, so you can't see where the ball ends up. So he hits the drive. It's a good-looking drive. And then they're all looking on the big screen next to the fairway. And a guy yells out, get in the bunker. And just as he says that, it kind of turns right and goes into the greenside bunker. And the crowd all goes up. So that was just, the atmosphere was just yeah. that, unbelievable. Today. That wasn't Mrs. Reed calling you just then, was it? Pa Patrick Reed's manager. <laughs> and, yeah. 
So you watched him, and that that match finished on the on the 18th green, Blakey. Yeah. Um, CT Pan and Hideki Matsuyama. Matsuyama was uh, brilliant. One up against Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson, who's been rock solid here. He was bulletproof here in 2011 when he was the youngest player on the American team. Uh, he's a veteran now, held it all together, I, I guess there. But Matsuyama showed some rare emotion, didn't he? He was he was into it. Made a huge birdie on the 17th when they were all square to get him back one up. And then the 18th is not an you know it's a tough par four, it's normally a par five for members I think still. Clates well it is, so, but you know, the tee's so 40 yards forward of where the members play from. Still so. four, I think four, 64, 70 yards yeah, par, so par four, so to make a birdie there, I mean, it, it just screamed out that it was going to be halved and uh, that they'd win that match, but Matsuyama was, was superb, CT Pan uh, was solid um, you know, they just had it, Reed didn't play well for the front nine he was in, the, in bunkers on the first three holes which meant that every Lark out there, every comedian uh, had, had his chance to have a crack at him, and they cer- they certainly did. You know, there's a couple of guys out there with little plastic shovels and, and that sort of thing. But, and, and uh, you know, one guy, I heard one guy on the fourth, as he walked up to the fourth green, a guy up in the big corporate area up high said, uh, have you read the rule book, Patrick? And, you know, there's plenty of, of banter, yeah, we're, um, no doubt. No. We're much friendlier, though. Well, we are. In oh. Europe, Clates, that would have been Brilliant. mayhem yeah. today yeah. for him. Yeah. He, he just he just sucked it all up. It doesn't really bother him too much, I don't think. If anything, it makes him play better. Actually, in the last probably six holes, you know, seven holes, he had three birdies, and he actually gave him a chance to get back into that match. Um, yeah. But uh, he made a great birdie on the 16th from behind the hole, so um, he sort of played pretty solid toward the end, but, uh, you know, they, they got beaten. So I'm assuming they're picking the matches now for tomorrow. They go in there and they are, do their thing, don't they? They're do doing they? their thing in the next 20 minutes. We're recording this about 4 o'clock immediately after play. Uh, I just want to bring one incident to your attention, Blakey, and I was told by this, uh, the author of this story, who was right there on the scene, um, Brad Clifton of Australian yeah. Golf Digest, the editor. Yeah. I don't know if he's, has he told you about this. He has. Uh, I, I was there as well, but I didn't see it. Um, I think I was heading off to get some food or something, which won't surprise anyone. But, but I did bump into Brad Clifton, and he said to me, "You're going to talk about the shoulder yeah. charge, alleged shoulder charge." I am. I, has, I don't he, know. has he written? This? Yeah, it's posted on the Australian Golf Digest website now. Um, Brad Clifton's exclusive. He saw it happening um, behind one of the greens. I saw here. Cam Smith there. I saw Reed walk off, but I didn't see that happen. But I, that's not to say that it didn't. There, there were various accounts of this. Um, the possibilities are myriad because there were no. Uh, words exchanged, so it could have been a f- full-on aggressive thing, or it could have been a friendly bump between, you know, we'll figure this out another time, let you go, any number of things. But the allegation is that Patrick Reed walked by Cameron Smith, who was uh, not playing today, on the way to the next tee. Um, Smith was just standing there watching his international he, mates, and he, he bumped was right behind the green. Yeah, and he cracked shoulders with him. So well, it says here Smith, who's been very vocal of his criticism. Well, he's hardly been very vocal. He's just answering questions. No, he's I been mean, extremely vocal in comparison to the normal staid nature of golf. He wasn't any more vocal than Lloyd Cole was at his concert last night at Hamer Hall. <laughs> about golf? Did, did Lloyd talk about this? Lloyd spoke about it at his concert last night. Did he cause night. a commotion, Lloyd? He caused a commotion at his concert. Well, there weren't many golfers in his crowd, which he understood, joke. but Lloyd had a shot. About three people are going to get that joke, Clay. Yeah. About, the about three people. Three people. Lawrence Donning, if Lawrence is listening, Lawrence, it was another commotion. <laughs> we'll get it. But 
Lloyd had a crack last night. Good That's, for him. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm all for I'm all for people having a crack. I'm all for people telling it like it is. I've been subtly informed by a couple closer to the American team that there are people on the squad who are annoyed with Patrick Reed's actions, but they haven't vo- vocalised it because they just want to keep the peace this week. Which I think is what are you? What, what's your take on that, Clates? I mean, is it, do you just keep the peace, or do you actually speak your mind and do what's right for the game? No one knows. Only the players know what goes on behind the scenes on the in this team and on the tour. But you would assume at some point someone in the locker room says something. Cut it out. Yeah. So look, we don't and know. Tiger Woods is that man. Should be. Should be. Should be. Absolutely. But he didn't. He hasn't given that indication at all in his well, press conferences. Well, but if I mean, he did Tiger, say, if he did say that, it's going to cause an awkwardness. In yeah. The, I mean, Tiger's, Tiger's never going to say anything remotely controversial or no. interesting because that's not what he does. Yeah, he's Which been, is a he's pity had, because... He's had that trained yeah. out of him and it's a real pity because yeah. he's incredibly eloquent. Yeah. Anyway, we don't know what to make of that story. It is on the Australian Golf Digest website. Um, contact was definitely made, but the intent of it is a whole different story. Is there any so, footage of it? No. No, Brad said there was no footage. But I, I, I you know, I'm not saying suggesting that it was violent or anything like that. Far from it. But, um, you know, it could have been aggressive. It could have been, you know, we'll figure this out. We'll be right, mate. It could be any number of things. But it's a pretty cheeky thing for Patrick Reed to do, to be honest, in the middle of a golf tournament. In the middle of Getting a round, physical. Clates. Getting a bit physical. Yeah, unbelievable, Blakey. It really was. Anyway. Well, hopefully they play each other on Sunday. That's what the that's what I'm hanging <laughs> for. If Ernie Els has the last, they, they snake their way down through the draw. So if, if Tiger picks one, Ernie picks two and three, and then Tiger picks four and five first. That's the way it goes down the order. If, if Ernie has half a chance to put Smith in against Reed, I hope that he takes it. I really do. Well, I think the whole Patrick Reed controversy was what this event needed because it's, people have always said it's too too friendly and all that so clearly there is some angst there and the other thing that needed was to be competitive and what we've got now is a guarantee that this is going to go right to the death. Agreed Blakey 100%. Yeah. So let's cap, recap this here. 4-1 on day one for the international team Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas pinch the early point for the Americans. 4-3 and three over Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman then Sungjae Im and Adam Hadwin won in match two. Ben Arn and Adam Scott in match three. CT Pan and Hideki Matsuyama in match four. And Louis Ustazen and Abraham Anser, the Australian specialist, uh, four and three in the bottom match. Uh, he, he must love this place. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved here one day. Clotes, he's that good here. Yeah, he is good. I'm just making Why stuff did, up. Jack Nicholas was pretty good here too. He never moved <laughs> Scotty was good today. Hazy too was one thing we kind of brushed over, but... Five birdies, Adam Scott. Ninth appearance in the President's Ninth, Cup, yeah. never won one. Uh, How was that flat hook he hit off the first tee? He, he snapped it straight off the first tee into the trees. So the worst drive he's hit in. Uh, shocker. Uh, and then ends up, you know, he got the, made the winning part. You know, great day for Scotty as well. What did you make of the crowds, Blakey? Well, I haven't seen the official figure, but it had to be up around the 30,000. Uh, the atmosphere was sensational. When I went out on the first tee... Uh, there were people five and six deep all the way down the first hole. Uh, you spoke before about the crowds following Tiger. Uh, they had the songs on the first tee, uh, Killing Me Shawfilet with his swing. That, that was a good one that the Fanatics had. There's a, there's a reverse Fanatics group. Have you seen that? Yeah, the, the Americans. Americans have got a, 
I know I'm not a big fan of the Fanatics, but they a couple of their songs were quite funny. Mm. CT Pan. Uh, CT, CT Pan. <laughs> I want to be like CT Pan. That was one of them. That's impressive from you. You've become the second person to ever sing on this See, podcast. It's going to be in my, in my head all night, I think. CT Pan. Frustrating thing is, kind of, uh, lots of people here would never come to. If you put the Australian Open on last week's field at Kingston Heath, what no. percentage of people who are here today would not be at Kingston Heath? Get 70%? It. One, one third. 60%? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, we're sitting out in the fan zone, and there's, you know, the golf's long done. People are sitting around enjoying the, a few adult beverages and all the. all the Especially if you can make an Australian Open with this crowd. Yeah, it'd be amazing. It would be amazing. That's well, the what the Open should be. Really? Well, yeah. This event's owned by the PGA Tour of the United States. They've got unlimited money to promote it. They've done a brilliant job all last week. Some of the, you know, the picture opportunities that we've seen and the stuff that we've seen on the news, it's all brilliantly, skillfully handled. And if, you know, one day, hopefully if the Australian Open was part of the US Tour, which is a long way off, but if it was, you know, you would be able to benefit from that. You'd be able to ride off that. But at the moment, we're on our own. Fair, fair distance from that, I'd suggest, at the moment. Just at the moment, Clancy. What should happen, of course, is that the US PGA should get off its xenophobic back. and Not xenophobic, that's not the right word. And draw it in. Insulationist. Oh, isolationist. Insulationist back and travel around the world every now and then. That should be the world major. Because it's always going to be the fourth major. People care about it, but no one loves it. Like they do the Open or the, mm. like the two Opens or the Masters. They came here Bring the PGA. and Japan and South Africa and went around the world. Every Olympic year, if they went around the world every four years, it would be amazing for golf. It would be amazing for that tournament. It would give that tournament a real cre- boost. That would, be, that would become the most important major. In 50 years' time, that would be the most important major. Just because you, 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 you gave people a chance to love it and yeah. see it. If they keep sticking at Harding Park and Medina, and no one's ever going to... No one outside of America's going to care about it anywhere near the way they care about the Open or the Masters or the US Open. Hayes, I just wanted to raise the issue of the course. Royal Melbourne Composite just stands up beautifully today. Uh, interestingly, the greens are green. They're not brown or purple like they were in 2011. Uh, I believe they were running at 13 today on the stint meter, which is really fast. But uh, it was playable. A few blokes made birdies. No one tore the course apart. Coates, I reckon it, <laughs> it handled the whole thing beautifully, magnificently. Well, you can... Apart not, from how it looks, which is... Well, I've always thought... You know, the West Course is, this, according to one magazine, the best panel there is. So it's the sixth best course in the world. Well, if the West Course is the sixth best course in the world, yeah. the Composite Course has to be maybe behind Pine Valley. I mean, it's such a great goal. It's incredible how great this course is. Has anyone um, from Cindy Crawford's management team got onto you, Clayton? <laughs> no, not yet. Really? If you've missed... Mike Clayton. My wife just kind of read it and said, well, that really dates you. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Jeez. How old Cindy Crawford? 60? Oh, she's still good looking, though, Clayton. Got to be. You're okay. That's right. uh, anyway. For anyone who wants to know what we're talking about, go and check the Golf Australia website. Clayton's uh, comparison of uh, Royal Melbourne Golf Club to Cindy Crawford is uh, one well and truly worth reading. Uh, we're going to go, boys. Um, thank you so much. Um, it's 4-1. Can you believe 4-1 to the international team after day one of the President's Cup? It's an amazing scoreline. Um, if you haven't got a ticket but you're vaguely in the area, make sure you snaffle up tomorrow. It's an incredible atmosphere. Get down to Royal Melbourne. 
And hopefully, just hopefully, we can see uh, the international team continue to stick it to the Yanks. It would be historic. And, geez, it would have this place rocking over the weekend. Martin Blake, thanks so much for your time. Good morning, Hazy. Thanks, thanks Clay, for joining us again. Thank you, Hazy. And we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back tomorrow to do another special edition from the President's Cup of Inside the Ropes.